Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not replace your own financial, tax, legal, or financial product advice. A mindset shift can sound very motivational talk-ish, and it does make me cringe when it's said in a weird, hype, fun way, like you're at a talk with Terry from the movie Yes Man. Have you seen that movie? I'm actually going to watch it after I just remember this. But the truth is, we do have ways that our mind is set and framed from our past experiences, what we have learned from our parents, and even mindsets that were passed down generationally. If I say to you, you're able to do what you want in this life, what is your first reaction? There is no right or wrong, but if you instantly get your back up with a heap of excuses, maybe your mindset needs a bit of a shake-up. Of course, I'm not talking about those who are disadvantaged due to no fault of their own. On balance, most of you who listen to this are very capable of doing even greater things, and just sometimes there is a suboptimal mindset that can stop us and cause a bit of a roadblock. Tao, and that's T-A-L, they are our show partner. Thanks, Tao, for supporting everything we do here at My Millennial Money. Supporting customers and their families through the claims they paid is the most important thing they do. In financial year 2021, they paid $2.7 billion in claims to nearly 40,000 customers and their families. Following mental health conditions, cancer is the second most common reason for an accepted claim at Tao, including breast and pancreatic cancers. This accounted for 17% of all the claims TAL accepted in 2021. For more information on the detail behind these numbers and the support services TAL provides to its customers and their families through claim time and recovery, head to the link in the show notes. And also, we talk about claims a fair bit in insurance land because when you purchase an insurance policy, you are purchasing a claim and TAL have a solid history of paying claims. If you need help with your insurance, you can head to sortyourmoneyout.com, click get help, and I'll be more than happy to introduce you to somebody who can help you out. I'm Glenn James, this is My Millennial Money, and it's part two of our mini-series on mindset. John Pigeon, host of the My Millennial Property Podcast. Last week, we talked part one, money mindset. Do you want to just give us a one-minute recap of what you discussed. Yes. The listeners have had one week to recover. They have. Uh, We've got a few less listeners, but hey, <laughs> we're here. They've spread the good word. We, uh, I categorised into yeah, certain people, certain aspects of life, whether it be retirees, whether it be commuters, whether it be males, females, uh, teenagers, and spoke about or, or gave them basically one tip to enhance their mindset in that space and also a practical uh, practical thing that they can be doing to uh, get a better financial outcome in mm. that space. So, yeah, good chat. Yeah, love it. This week, part two, we are going through, I guess, the way I see the world through my own money mindset and what I've learned. And John's going to interview me about um, 
I've got five sections that I've broken up uh, my mindset into. The first one being hygiene factors, the second one being others focused, the third one being personal focus, the fourth one being investing, and the fifth one being uh, removing toxins from your bloodstream. Alcohol? Maybe. We'll have to wait, won't we? Mm. So, what I want to encourage you to do, I will be talking from my view of the world and I want you to think about what are the mindset things that you have in your life. If you want to steal some of mine and work on them, awesome, please do. If you think of others that uh, are better than mine because mine suck, awesome. I want you to double down on your ideas. Use this next hour or so to dedicate to how to implement your own mindset. We talked about guardrails last episode. So, how can you set some mindset guardrails up in your own life? Let's do it. So, over to you, John. Righto. So, as we said, five areas. So, we're starting with hygiene factors. So, I've got an appointment with a dentist, but I don't think it's anything to do with that. No. Let's elaborate. So, what I've kind of thought of, you know, as I've grown as a person and the more that I do my millennial money and talk to just a variety of different people, whether interviewing them on the podcast here, whether uh, we do our live events and I've met you in person, like just meeting the hundreds of different people that I've met, I think people can change for the better and I believe in people to change. Now, the Glenn James of today is different than the Glenn James of yesterday. Sure, there's some things like I can't be bothered unpacking my dishwasher, so I'll just stack the sink up and, you know, that type of stuff that doesn't change. But like my view of the world can change. And I think the more people we uh, meet and experience and see their view of the world, we need to take on everyone's view of the world. Mm. It's like taking little pizza slices from everyone, isn't it? And mm. applying it all that. Can I implement that into my life and just improving? Yeah. So, what I've kind of really solidified as the hygiene factors in having a healthy mindset and I've had to solidify this into my own mindset is you have to acknowledge your own privilege. We talked about the last episode that life is a spectrum. There's a spectrum of underprivileged. There's a spectrum of privileged. So, we step back and look at the spectrum and say the spectrum of privileged, quote unquote, could be, well, if you're born in Australia or you manage to migrate to Australia on the world standard, you're very privileged. You're up there. But if we have a look at the other spectrum of, okay, we're living in our society, um, there's people who are growing up with single income families. We are seeing people grow up that from no fault of their own, whether it's uh, they've had some gender bias, some racist uh, bias, some yucky stuff. Mm. Uh, Yeah, if they've been impacted with a disability, all that stuff, like life's a spectrum. So, wherever you are, you have to just acknowledge if you are a little bit further down the spectrum, acknowledge that. Yeah, and and would you say like stepping back I like because you can look at the world as a Mm. and 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 you take, uh, I suppose, gratitude in that, but would you say focus on what you have got? Yeah, but I actually, I was accused the other day of toxic positivity. 
Right. Which okay. was the first time I'd heard of that. Because one didn't of my didn't know it was a thing. Yeah. Well, one of my coping mechanisms, you know, if I'm like, like I've been really, um, it's got me down lately because. You know, I've had, you know, these ankle surgeries of mm. just this week as at recording, I've got to go get more MRIs and CT scans. My right. ankle's playing up. My other ankle's like, I, and it's been getting me down, right? Yeah. That I can't even walk or exercise without it hurting. Right. I need the my left wrist reoperated on, you know. Yeah. So for me, relative to Glenn James, this has got me down. Yeah. But one of my coping mechanisms is to step back and say, well, at least I've got food in the cupboard. Yes. At least I've got a shelter. At least um, I'm doing good. Yeah. So that's how I kind of do it. But that can be seen. <laughs> this is a new one. And I'm laughing because I just, it was like one of those things like, all right, what next? I can't say, right. You know, if I said, Glenn, don't whinge about your ankle. You've got a f- food and shelter over your head. Yeah. That's, Toxic positivity because I'm not acknowledging my ankle pain. Wow! So <laughs> I don't want to. So but what it does though is keep you grounded. But that's but that's my and this is like you know these mindset things. We all have different life experiences. Yeah. That's how I cope and take my eyes off my. Oh, my ankles are really sore. Mm. Oh, I can't exercise. Oh, it's so annoying. Um, that's how I kind of deal with it. But to say to somebody. Um, well, look on the bright side, mm. it could be worse off. Mm. You know, I got accused of being toxic. <laughs> so you can't win. That's yeah. another. But so, yeah, so you've just got to acknowledge if there's privilege, yep. acknowledge that. And even one step further, we live in a capitalist world and I'm probably less capitalist than I was 10 years ago because I've talked to more people and all that stuff. It's the system that's allowed us to make good money financially. So expand on that. Yeah. So I'm just thinking the extreme example uh, in America, um, a big inheritance tax, for yep. example, tax the, tax, tax the rich, big inheritance tax. I'm like, sure, if you want to tax over $10 million, knock yourself out because they made that money in the society that allowed them to make it. Mm. So why not put some back into society? Yeah. Now, this isn't it. So, I'm just kind of giving some examples of um, acknowledging privilege and society and all that stuff, just as a hygiene. We always have to have that lens. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, it's a give-take equivalent. Totally. I want you to understand relative success. So, for me growing up in suburban uh, Berkeley Vale, working class family, working class street, you know, if someone bought a brand new Commodore, oh, they're doing good, ooh, like that type of thing. For me growing up, I understood that if I got a good income, if I stayed out of consumer debt, if I had some basic principles, I'm relatively more successful than a working class family mm. who is laid up with consumer debt, who isn't focused on, like they're more focused on getting consumer debt to buy um, stuff, big TVs and all that stuff. So I think it was important for me to understand relative success. Yeah. Because for me growing up working class Berkeley Vale, success to me wasn't getting the Lamborghini because that's not really relative to my situation. No. And this is just literally my view of the way I've seen my own mindset. And that's why I really wanted to say to everyone at the start 
think about your own hygiene factors in your own life and what you want to put as a foundation. Yeah, in- interesting. As you're saying that, mm. I'm thinking still to this day, when when someone mentions success or we've made it or mm. we're like we've retired or whatever, there's always the the photo of the the big boat, the fast car and the mansion. Right. Yeah, and that's rubbish. It is rubbish. So we need society to change the transcript on that. Yeah, so my kind of next point with the hygiene factors, just have a clear definition of what success is to you. Yes. Now, I'll be really candid. For me, success is not having to do stuff that I don't want to do. Like cleaning dishes? Like, well, I've got to do that. I'm not really successful in the kitchen. (laughs) But success to me is having the option to clear my schedule for that day if I can't be bothered. Success is to me having the option to work Saturday morning if I feel like it and not working Friday afternoon if I feel like it. Yep. Now, there's no magical money part of my success thing, right? My success thing is, and this will grow as, you know, I you know, start a family and do all that over time. But at the moment, the definition for success of Glenn James is not needing to set an alarm in the morning. Mm. So, that's not money related, which is mm. which is great. It's definitely time related. Yeah. Um, and you're saying that will continue to evolve as things change in your life. Yeah. So, and you've that's got to revisit We've got that. to reevaluate our definition of success over time because- yep. My definition of success might be I just want a family that have, you know, good principles instilled to them, whatever that is, or just, you know what I mean? Like I want to bring up my kids to, you know, do this or do that or whatever that might be. Mm. Um, And to be honest, for me, financial success, if I go back um, 2005 when I got my first job in the city, my salary was $35,000 a year. Right. Which is basically minimum wage then. 17 years ago. No. Was it? Hmm. Jeez. Gosh, I'm old. You started when you were like 25. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, jeez. Yeah. That's so funny, isn't it? Time flies. Jeepers creepers. I've just had a shock, people. Hmm. 17 years ago. So, what's yeah. your last part of that? Well, my last part, I just want to finish on that. All right. Just to give, you know, me starting my job in the city, 35 grand minimum wage- my figure of financial success was to earn a salary of $100,000. Yes, as was mine. Yeah, just it was a round number. Round and, number, yep. You know, that would be because, you know, growing up in Berkeley Vale, if I earned $100,000, yeah. that's awesome. You've made it. I've made it. Mm. Got all the options in the world. Uh, and I guess I've met that many years ago. So realistically, I feel that, my own definition of success and my own mindset is less about the money stuff now. Yeah. And, and do you but that's feel- a transition, right? I had to go to uh, get this money, get this critical mass in my life. Then I can build my life once I've done that. Yeah. So you mentioned 10 years ago, you were a different person. You were maybe more up on your pedestal type person. Fast forward 10 years, you're mm. more grounded. It's not about the dollars No, is what I'm feeling here. Yeah, because- my, and that's a good thing. The last point, beware of your own mental health. 
Um, and this all came home to roost for me when I've shared this story before, 2013, I was uh, standing Piccadilly Circus in London. Mm. Um, I was the envy of a lot of my friends had all the time in the world, had lots of money, do what I want, over the other side of the world, traveling. Um, did I have my, didn't have my new house here yet because it was a bit of a time over the, the, the two years of working out, you know, what the Couple hell was wrong. Yeah. And then in 2015, got my new house in the dream suburb, two streets from the beach, all that stuff. And I actually figured like, hang on, there's something not right here because I've got all these external things mm. that tick all these boxes, but I'm still really down. I'm st- like there's, so you have to be aware of your own mental health. So if I can summarize the hygiene factors, mm. and that was it, like, why am I unhappy standing in the middle of London yeah. when I've got heaps of money, heaps of time, and I'm in one of the busiest fun cities of the world? Mm. So my hygiene factors for mindset, acknowledge your privilege, understand relative success, have a definition of what success is to you, and be aware of your own mental health. Very good. Okay. So that's um, that's hygiene factors. Yep. Your second one is others focused. Mm, yep. So it's not about you, it's about them. So when we go to others focused, John, it's this thing, right? Like you've got to get to the point where, you know, when I'm in my early 20s, when I'm trying to build my own career, when I'm trying to, you know, hustle and all that, it's natural to put you first. And I will talk about, um, actually, I might bring, I might, there's another point that I was going to talk about, but, but so it is natural to focus on building your own life. Yeah. And then you get to this critical mass and I've got there with my own goals, my income goals, my non-income goals at the moment. Um, so it's like, okay, well, Glenn James is sorted out. I can now just focus some of my time on helping others whether that's starting the podcast and mm. I wanted to transition from the one-on-one financial advice to the one-to-many and that's why we did the podcast. Yeah, okay. So I just want to park there for a yep. minute. I speak to a lot of listeners that are on this dance between I've got to make it myself financially but I also want to help other people and do I do all that first, make make it myself and do all that later, the giving part, mm. or how much am I portioning off now versus selfishness for myself to be able to make it financially to give more later? Yeah, well, you, I think you've got to talk, you talk about the giving. Well, what are you giving? I mean, I talk about everyone have to be generous. Now, well, you don't have to do anything, do what you want. But mm. when I talk about generosity, sure, I'm talking about money. But if you're just starting out, if you're trying to get out of debt, if you're trying to feed your family, if you're trying to pay rent, yeah. Heck no, you don't have money to give. No. Please look after your own family first. I would never say give money away and put your family at jeopardy, put your light bill at jeopardy, put food at jeopardy, put your house at jeopardy. But you can give a smile. You can yes. ask the widow next door, hi, we've made a shepherd's pie. Would you like some? Mm. So it's a, it's more about that generous, um, and well, one of my points here with others focused is to have a generous heart and ger- generous spirit. Yeah. And that's regardless of the money. Just it be will a nice person. Be a nice person. Like, give a smile. So, but on that, if there is that dance between hustling and 
wanting to make your own career and I'm trying to pay off debt, I'm trying to build my career, I'm trying to save for a house, can you invest in someone younger than you with your time? Buy, have someone buy your coffee, be a mentor because you only need to be three steps in front of somebody else on a particular subject matter and you're a good mentor Yeah, because you've walked down the road before. Yeah. So what would you say when you're others focused, it's either through time or money? Or uh, encouragement or spirit. Like you're allowed to send someone a text message and say, hey, I just want to really encourage you. I yeah. see. You. And I, I've done this to other uh, content creators in the money space and just mm. randomly going, hey, just want to encourage you. You're killing it. Yeah. Like if I can help, cool. let me know. I've So, and that's it. Like without getting taken advantage of. And that's the boundaries thing. You yeah. need to really know the boundaries and that's like a muscle memory. That's like a muscle and training. Yeah. Um, you need to know your own personal constitution mm. and your own personal boundaries. And again, you can sometimes get caught up in it. And I'll give you an example. Like my own personal boundaries, I'm struggling with at the moment. So I work out of um, Aaron Library, right? So I looked on the system and they had a couple of my books a couple were on loan. There was a, a wait list of like eight people wanting to borrow it. So I walked up to the counter and like, oh, hey, I'm Glenn. You guys have a book here that I wrote. I'm a local author. I've got a box in the car of new ones. Can I give you three just to add to the collection? Mm. And she said, yeah, yeah, no worries. And she goes, oh, have you ever thought about doing um, like author talks? And I'm like, No. She goes, oh, well, we can organize that for you. So, then I'm like, and the the Glenn James, mm. just me sitting in my lounge right now, I was like, yeah, let's do it. Like, yeah. what's your email? I'll yeah. come down and we'll... But the problem was I wasn't aware of my own personal... Ba- and this is a very unique situation to me mm. and others in a similar situation. I always forget that this Glenn James bit of meat sitting here on the lounge is also a main product of a, mm. a growing national brand. And I just couldn't flippantly commit that product to organize an event without going through JP, mm. the team, and just not really good use of my time. You know, we're trying to plan our tour to just to meet with five people. That are, mm. So for me, it was like, oh crap. And I was just thought, oh, I can't do this. It's just going to be cause. I don't have time trying to move house, trying to yeah. write this other book, trying to do all this stuff. I've just accidentally tripped over without knowing, oh, yeah, happy to do this, but mm. it needs to go through the right channels. Yeah. So, but that's a learning process, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and it'll cost you three grand. <laughs> John, if it costs three grand, I'd be giving it away. No, but... Joking. You could... Yeah, I get where you're coming from, mm. uh, but can you just say, look... Because I, I listen to that and I think, well, okay, me talking to them, it's a feel-good thing because I'm helping other people mm. and you never know who you're going to meet. Yeah. But the dance was I can help. It's, it's a use of my time. It's a better yeah. use of my time to sit at my computer and do a free webinar to 400 people in the Facebook group yeah, as opposed to three or five locals on a Wednesday morning in a local library. Yeah, totally. Yeah, like, no. And that's call me rude, call me arrogant, all that, but that's more of a business decision. But And that's where you are in your stage in life. Yeah. Like someone listening that's 
that's maybe trying to carve their own that's mm. not quite there yet or mm. what they call there, mm. then they would openly jump at that. Yeah. So, on the others focus thing, like anytime, so I do corporate um, sessions, you know, a couple of weeks ago, did one with ING Bank to all their staff. A mm-hmm. um, couple of weeks ago, we did one uh, for the team at Microsoft. Um, so, we just, I'll go out and do a money session and, you know, getting into that big corporate stuff. Every single one of those meetings, I'll always say, we have good people, Shell, M, John, Emily, you know, we've got Dev. I want to help all our show hosts out as mm. much as possible in their own personal career. Mm. And there's an episode coming up where I'm going to talk about Shelly and the work she did in our own team with the goal and the values and all that because yep. I want to help build her professional life yeah. as a personal thing because I'm taken care of. She's great. She's a killer in that space. I want her to try and have the most success possible with our platform because I know mm. she adds values to businesses. Yeah. Okay. Um, but just on that. Yep. Oh, yeah. No, I was just going to say, so what I'm hearing here is sort yourself out, get yourself right, um, but along the way, be a nice person. And yep. once you get to that stage where you haven't made it because you never make it, I don't think it's just, yeah, I'm, I'm comfortable, that's when you can double down on on really others focused. Yeah, because you'll never be worse off from being generous, I believe, with your money, with your time. And again, my privilege allows me to focus on just helping other people and not needing to worry about my own here and now because yeah. a lot of the big rocks are done in my life. Yeah. And as an example, I actually believe, and particularly as my team, you know, there's me, there's JK, there's JP, there's Rach, there's Nate. So, there's me and four others. As a team, we're only as strong as our weakest link. Yes. As a community, as a sports team. So, you've got to take people with you. Mm. One thing I did, and you, you haven't heard it yet and you don't know about it, and this is just a practical example. And this is quite common. Yeah. <laughs> now, this is, you're like this. It, and again, I didn't want to tell you and Emily because I didn't want to make you feel anything or awkward. I ran into a listener in um, Melbourne. I don't know if you remember. Her name's Anne. She's 40 years old, young family. She did a clarity call with you. Mm-hmm. She was going to buy an old a townhouse or something and move in turnkey. Mm-hmm. You had a bit of a chat with her and helped her dis- uh, distill her goals like, nah, buy an old crapper, you want to renovate, mm-hmm. do all that. Then she found Emily Wallace mm-hmm. and used Emily Wallace as a buying advocate right. and found her a place. Yeah, She told me this and she was like, I just want to say, Glenn, you know, I just got the best experience by using John and Emily and it mm. just pays to get professional help. I interviewed her on the podcast. All oh, right. And I think it, if it's not up at the moment when you're hearing this, it will be next week. Mm. It's a My Millennial Story with Anne. And I, on purpose, wanted to do that episode with her to show people the value that you and Emily can bring to someone's mm. life in a practical way. Cool. And Thank you. this is getting into the commercials. Mm. But like, if Emily gets a client from My Millennial Property, I don't get any money from it. Mm. You don't get any money from it. Mm. Like it's... 
It's, yeah. you know, if you do a clarity call and help someone, I don't get any money mm. from it because I've got myself sorted out. And we've talked about there needs to be enough meat on the bone for everyone. Yeah. And it's not right. just about me, me, me grabbing everything. Yeah. And it's, you mentioned about the team of people that you've mm. got. Like, if it is all about you, that, that team's quickly going to find that out and not want to work. And then your attrition rate is mm. high, et cetera. Yeah. Mm. So uh, this could all be, Weird, and I'll finish up with the others focused. Don't do things at the expense of others. Don't screw people to get ahead. So no meat left on the bone. Don't just run everyone down. You know, if you're negotiating something, just don't be ruthless. Mm. Don't just, you know, and as a bonus, we haven't really told anyone yet and haven't told you, (laughs) (laughs) next week's episode... It is a, a, it's going to be kind of a part three to this mindset thing. I'm talking with Sim from Girls That Invest, the podcast. Mm-hmm. I, I'll, I'll see if I can connect you guys and you can do an episode on theirs about property stuff. We're going to discuss tall poppy syndrome uh-huh. in detail. So having said all that stuff, like because we asked the Facebook group about some comments around that Mm. and this whole thing was like, you know, it's all good to be successful, but if you're screwing people over. Yeah, at what cost? At what cost? Like, Yeah, totally. Yep. So so that's kind of the the intro bit, like with the hygiene factors and the others focused part of my own money mindset. Yeah. And we're going to take, we'll take a break because it's been a, it just goes, you know, time flies when you're having fun and even when you're not. So we'll we'll take a break and we'll pay the electricity bill because we don't work for free and I don't expect anyone else to. And thanks for listening to the ads and being part of everything we do, but we'll be right back after this. If you're after personal financial advice, don't get it from a podcast. If you would like help based on your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com. Click get help and we'd be happy to introduce you to one of our trusted advisors. Our panel of advisors, mortgage brokers and accountants work with clients all over Australia so they can connect with you wherever you are. That's sortyourmoneyout.com and click get help. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Okay, so community question. How do you spend without guilt? Mm. What do you got here? Laura Wise says, This is something I've just started to try working on. My plan is to allocate funds each week slash month for a specific purpose. So once I've saved enough, 
I can spend it hopefully guilt-free knowing that what, that's what the money was meant for. Very good. Tamara Potter says, give yourself an allowance of money to spend, pay it to yourself as if it's a bill, assign it to be spent on whatever the heck you want and budget the rest. Love Very it. Very good. Jess Moran or Moran. How do you say that? M-O-R-A-N. Moran? Moran. Moran. Sounds French. By acknowledging that, A, I don't want children, so I don't need to save wealth for them. And that kind of speaks to some of this other stuff that I'll get on to after this segment around the personal focus. B, I could currently die any minute, but still planning accordingly uh, in case I do live a long life. And then beyond this, as long as I can pay my bills, YOLO, literally. (laughs) She sounds like she's my type of gal, just pragmatic, but having some fun. (laughs) Uh, Glenn James is an alias here and called himself Lauren Byrne. I did not. He, piss off. <laughs> she said the Glenn James spending plan. Well, thanks to everyone who does the Glenn James spending plan. It's mm. um, And the purpose of that course, I honestly want you to outgrow it. Is it perfect? No. Will it help you start to change your habits and behaviours around your spending? Yes. Absolutely. And And I get a lot of people when I talk clarity calls and they've already done it mm. and that's just okay one area we don't need to focus on yeah so thanks for that and again if you want to buy that there's a link in the show note with a little discount code that's just for podcast listeners um so yeah alex keegan i close my eyes before i hit the pay now button mm-hmm. ain't that the truth sarah Gooley says i budget for it it's a permission to spend jess cressley crazy cressy cressy Buy only what I need and wait until it goes on sale. Yeah, that's a, that's a goodie. It is. And last one, Andy Bentley. Ah, I feel you. Something that helped me was changing my perspective. If you're putting money away, investing good amounts and well on track to hit your financial goals, then whatever is left over can be spent and doesn't matter what you spend it on. Think of it as an act of self-love and respect as well. You're crushing it. So yeah, you can get a coffee today or a new shirt, etc. That's awesome. Actually, that's... Just fascinating that we read one from Andy Bentley right after this episode today, John, at 2.30, I'm recording a My Millennial Story with her. Oh, really? Yeah. Fascinating. So, you'll hear um, in the coming months that because we're a bit of ahead in our Thursday shows, but that's cool. Mm. All right, Nate, bump us out. So, focus area number three is... Well, exactly that. Personal focus. So, let's expand on that. So, I wanted to just kind of, you know, we we touched on the hygiene and the others focused, but there is always in the background, we need to be looking out for us as a, you know, we we are in control. Mm. And one thing you need to know is, realistically, the only one looking out for me is me. Because no one actually cares they only really care about themselves. And yes. I'll give you an example. Like you might need to have an awkward conversation at work and it's so awkward. Like, and it's just like, can you not cook bloody salmon in the kitchen at lunch? Cause it stinks everywhere, please. Or something that yeah. might seem trivial, <laughs> but it's really annoying. Yeah. Or like who has tuna? Bloody hell. Can you... Eat it outside. or So, what I'm getting at is, or if it's a, a pay discussion with mm. your boss, like, hey, can I just have a chat about salary? Mm. 
that could feel that that's a big confrontation. But if you make that confrontation at work with that person, it's awkward, but I can guarantee nine and a half times out of 10, they don't care when they get home because they've got their own life, they're cooking dinner, they might have kids running around. It was just part of work. So, we just really need to understand that a lot of the time in the twos and fro's of work, no one actually cares because everyone's just looking out for themselves anyway and it is robust. And we need to know that you might need to put your um, elbows out to get a few things done in the workplace or in life, uh, but that's okay. We're not stepping over people. We're not taking advantage of people, Mm. but we actually have to just know that, no, this is a problem. I need to address it. Uh, it is better for me, but I think it is better for the team as well. Yeah, not a push knowing, You know, because I've had, you know, I it's so funny, like I'll say something on a podcast episode, right? And at 2 a.m. I'll wake up in the morning like, I can't believe I said that. Oh, my goodness. Thousands of people would hear it and not think no. anything about it. Yeah. Like, because no one actually cares. That, because I just said it as a one line and it kept me up at night and I'm ruminating on it. It's like, oh. And I'm like, Nathan, can you edit this one line out at 54 minutes? I don't care if the episode's already up. Freaking delete it and re-upload it. Like, but no one actually cares because it's all in no. my head. So You don't worry about that now. That no. was four years ago, wasn't oh, it? Oh, I was still worried. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Um, speaking of, just last month at the time of this release we ticked over our fourth final, fourth full year of podcasting. Was it really? On My Millennial Money, yeah. So, we're into our fifth year, everyone. Time flies. Yep. Yeah, One okay. other thing that I learned early on as a child, and maybe I would have been around nine or 10 years old as a Cub Scout, was there was no such thing as the word can't. Mm-hmm. And I've said that before. We know there's a few can'ts out there, but there's no such thing as the word can't. <laughs> That's a a. 2am wake up for sure. That's a a. 2am wake up. But so there is no such thing as the word can't. You think, oh, I can't ever buy a house. Mm. Well, okay, let's unpack that. Yeah. So it's cannot. cannot, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You might not be able to afford a $2 million house. Yeah. But John might have some stock that they're looking at for $500,000 and we might have to rent best. I'll never be able to get out of debt. I can't do it. Well, have we put a plan in place? So, that's a straight up mindset thing. Can you eliminate can't from your vocabulary and from your mental thing? And you're going to have to work on that one. It's not going to happen overnight. No. It's a can-do attitude. We need to, and this is, yeah, on this personal focus thing, we need to be agile in our thinking and application to different uh, life issues, different money issues, different career issues. We need to sometimes test and learn. Mm. It's like, okay, I'm putting my toe in the water. Oh, no, that's Bernie. It's Bernie. It's, mm. it's hot. Okay, well, not doing that. So, we need to test and learn and be willing yep. to be agile. And within that, we need to uh, keep our cash flow as agile as possible because if our cash flow is agile as possible and we don't have our debt hanging off it, 50 different payments hanging off it, it allows our mindset to be more agile because we don't have the strings that are holding us down. Mm. And so, yeah, test and learn. Um, I've got a bit of a vibe in my own personal life. I stop on a red, pause on an amber, go on a green. Except when you're driving. Uh, Yeah. I'm pretty anal with red lights. So, we should be... (laughs) Yeah, it's probably a good decision. Um, So, you can do that. Like, Mm. if you're striving for something and you keep coming up against a red light, 
and it's just not happening, call me crazy, but it might not be the time. Yeah. And I've found the times where I've pushed through the red light, it just ends in disaster anyway. If it's like, oh, there's a bit of friction here, it's an amber light, oh, I might just kind of yeah. suss this out. Or if it's a green light, I want to apply for the job. Oh, guess what? That job's not available, but they just um, had another one going that's a better offer. Would you want that one? Heck yes. Green light straight through. Like really go on a green, pause on an amber, stop on a red. There's a bit of a stomach feel about that. Yeah. Yeah. I understand that I need to be intentional and be goals focused. Now, I'm not saying I'm micro-intentional because you've got to work this stuff out to your own personality. Mm. Some people are micro-intentional to the day. A lot of my team members, like Nathan and Rach, they're very structured people and the worst thing that can ever happen to them is me calling them and saying, hey, guys, I've got an idea. And they're like, oh, go away. Or, can we drop this episode in? Like, So, I'm not micro day-on-day goal focused, I'm probably macro goal focused. So longer periods. That might be a month, three months or an yep. outcome. Yeah. Yeah. Like I basically, as an example, I've been in this house for seven years that I'm currently in. And when you hear this, I've since moved. I it wasn't ready, but then I, I resolved in myself that it is time. Hmm. As soon as I resolved in myself that it was time. I'm like, I am officially moving. It's not urgent, but it is happening. Yeah. I went and bought boxes, started packing. Everyone thinks I'm crazy. They're walking in. Are you moving? Where are you moving? I'm like, don't know yet, but I'm out of here, baby. So, but that's just how Glenn operates. Mm. When I commit to something, it's going to happen. It's not a matter of if, it's when. And that's a big mindset thing. Totally. I started packing up my house. I bought all the boxes without even knowing where I was moving. So, love that because you put it out to the universe. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far, but sure. Let's run with it for now. Uh, let's run with in it, In your mind, yep. not the universe, just yourself. Yep. You've, you've, I'd resolve. Yes. I know that you'd been looking for another place to live prior to that with no luck. Yes. Fast forward, once you've resolved in your own mind that you're going to do this, yep. how long till you got a rental? Matter of weeks. And that was because, and we talk about all this time, strategy versus tactics. Yeah. I was looking- but you weren't at really. the tactic, but yeah. it wasn't really a strategy. Nah. I was just scratching the surface. But once I solidified the strategy, mm. this is happening. I know then because I wanted to, I live a try and live an agile life when I make decisions. Yeah, I'm packed up. I'm pretty much ready to go. If I see a place, I can jump on it, and we're doing this, baby. Yeah. And a real example in our life was a good employee of yours did the same thing with a, her property purchase in the last month, fluffing around for. A while, mm. and then all of a sudden got a clear strategy, bang. Yep. So, so yeah, be intentional, be goals focused. I really understand with my own mindset, and I've said this before on the My Millennial Investor podcast, that my wealth will come from my human capital. Sure, we can invest in shares and make money. Sure, I can buy a property and make some profit there. But my true wealth in my life, and this is my own mindset thing, that if I focus on my millennial money, building my online business, all that stuff, that will generate me more wealth than any share will or than any property will. 
But that's what I've resolved. That's my personal focus. My human capital is a big cornerstone of my mindset. And if we go back and you kind of cascade all through the goals, because a goal of mine is to work when I want and not be time bound. And if I want to work on Saturday and not work on Friday, when I'm on, and a lot of you are like this, when you're totally on, you're on Mm. and you're on fire and you can put in that deep work. But don't get me to do something if I'm not in the mood and I'm not in the vibe or whatever. So, Mm. for me, I've really found that cadence with my own life to get that rhythm, get that goal, know that my human capital will make me my money because everything else is in line. I can absolutely throw 120% of my life Mm. because that other stuff is taken care of. Yep. And and basically, I, I run my personal finances like a startup business. They're agile. I don't have lots of debt hanging off it. I'm cash heavy for opportunities. Um, I run a, a pretty a lean existence in terms of my money. Um, I'm not big on being a consumer of things. Like I've still got bloody old, I've talked about that table there, John, for bloody five years. It's a secondhand table, don't yeah. care about it. It's nice. And I could afford a $1,000 table, sure. Could probably afford a $5,000 table, sure. But I don't care. I put a cloth on it mm. or a table thing and it's nice when people come over. So for me, I've had to unplug from the consumerism thing just because I've got money, I don't have to spend it all. And yeah, I'm just about having a value-based budget and just spending things, spending money on things that I value. Yes. It's not, I'm not spending on things because I can. And that's the power when you've got choice. I don't have to spend lots of money on everything in my life. Which I, I've noticed a shift in you since we started this podcast four mm. years ago. Mm. I think that shifted. Do you? Yeah. I was actually, I think, I think yes. Maybe because I'm just getting older and don't care as much about. Mm crap Mm. like don't get me wrong i like the things i like like i like my boat that's my hobby yeah you know i've spent more money on that than god has but i like that and i don't care if i have an old crappy table in my house because i don't value that yeah so that's fair i think i've changed because i've the older we get, the more we start to work out what matters. Yeah. And, and to me, something superficial, just because it's new and nice, if I don't actually value it, well, who cares? It's a waste of money. Yeah. And, and that extends to friends as well. You might have superficial friends mm. and you're one to just brush people generally if you don't want to hang around, So, which I like. It's a great trait. But a lot of people may have superficial friends. Why mm. are we actually friends again? We don't, we're not actually aligned. Well, I was actually, I was, it was funny. The other night I was out at dinner with some friends and, you know, we're saying, we're, we're looking back in our 20s and we're like, remember someone? So I was like, and I said, I'm like, far out. If I could turn back time and just realize like, you're only in my life because of association. Correct. What yeah. are we doing here? Like, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's just, we, as we get older, we learn, yeah. you know, and all that stuff. So, my final thing on my personal focus with mindset is the three Ps, and I've talked about this before, patience, persistence, perseverance in any area of my life. Mm. Got to be patient. You know, let's look at me relocating homes. I was patient. You know, I had thought about it for a little while, toyed mm. with the idea once the decision was made that, yes, I am moving, I was then patient. When I looked at a heap of properties, my house was packed. 
ready to go. The persistence. It almost got to the point where I was like too hard going to rental properties with 30 people there, 20 people. I'm like, this is too hard. Had to be persistent. Keep going. The perseverance, slightly different. You have to then with the perseverance, slightly change tack. Like, oh, okay, well, I can get that, but it's got a pool. I don't want that. So, the perseverance thing, it is kind of similar to persistence because persistence is constant. The perseverance is almost like the adapting to that persistence. Yeah, and it might be more on a micro level where I have to follow up this agent and ask him for this. Totally, yeah. So, it's that patience, persistence, perseverance. Yeah, They're the three Ps that I've built my business on, both of my businesses that I've started now. So... Love it. All right. So, the fourth subheading. Investing, baby. Ooh, the juicy stuff. Always, 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 I have a long-term focus and I always play the long game, whether it's investing in my business, in shares, in property, long game. Mm. If it's investing in other brands that working with a podcast, I'll unapologetically play the long game if I see there's value there. If I see that we can work together, I'll put up with kissing a lot of frogs. But if there's one that's like a good brand and we've done some work with, I will focus on the long game, the long-term partnership focus. Tal, who sponsored this show, I'm into long-term focus. I like partnerships long-term. Let's do this together. We're not just, you know, having a small connection. We're having a long-term partnership. Yeah, which sort of goes back to the no fluff stuff, right? We're going to spend my energy on getting the right people or the right team and now let's nurture that for the next 10 years. Yeah, and and that's just a win-win. It's a win for us because we're building good relationships with the brand. It's a win for our listeners because, you know, they're hearing towel every Tuesday. They're a good brand. Yeah. Like I'm not having 15 different insurance companies every Tuesday. Like Mm. this is this long-term focus, long game. It's a win-win for all. It's got to be win-wins. So you're investing long-term. I'm not buying shares today to flip next year. I'm just throwing cash long-term. Yep. My next one with investing is really understand risk and then take on the risks that you understand. I asked former Prime Minister John Howard once, any advice for anyone in their 20s? He said, take more risks. I just remember that because I was at a conference and, you know, what do you ask a a Prime Minister of 10 years? Mm. So, you've got to take on risk. The higher the risk, the higher the reward. The younger you are, you've got a better chance of taking on a high risk because if it doesn't come out, you're not going to get flushed, you can start again. So... Taking on risk is one thing mm. that in a lot of cases is quite easy to do. Understanding it is a different ballgame, isn't it? Because you might not be educated to actually understand what the risks are. Yeah, and that's why, you know, we fear what we don't understand. Mm. And if we start to understand risk, oh, when we understand how an investment portfolio works, oh, I understand super works. That's not as scary. Mm. And the cool thing with investing is if I had $10,000 saved in cash and I'm hearing this investing stuff and I want to grow that for the long term, I can just carve out $1,000 and invest that and just understand that for six months. 
then once I'm more comfortable with the risks and start to learn, then I can allocate more to it. So, understand the risk and take on and take on the ones you understand. That's in every area of your life. Yeah. Now, it is a risk to go to your boss and say, "Hi, can we talk about my pay?" Now, the risk there is them saying, "It's not a good time. We 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 got to do it next year." That's a risk. But the risk reward spectrum of that well, if you show value, you go in and you have a chat, you see what can be done here, you're not kicking down the door, you're not doing the shakedown, that risk of awkwardness, that risk of, oh, it feels so bad, mm. that could pay off. That could be yeah. a $5,000 a year risk that you take. Yeah, it's an uncomfortable feeling, but the and, reward. And then this is it, right? So, with risks and understanding risks, with our mindset, you need to start practicing those things. So, if if you're scared to have those awkward conversations at the workplace, can you practice with some smaller things? Mm. So, it's not just, um, hey, boss, can I have more money? What about you go to the boss and say, hi, boss, can I have a half hour chat with you at some stage just so I can learn more about your plans for the business. Mm. Done. No agenda. And what you've practiced is having a, a cold approach, organize a meeting, having a chat for half an hour, ask them if you can buy them a coffee over, you know, out of the office or something. Yeah. Have a chat with no agenda. Practice that. Or building. That was well. a risk. They could say, no, get back to work. Mm. But so all this stuff with investing, and this is why I called the, my Millennial Investor podcast, My Millennial Investor, because it's not just about investing in money. All these principles about investing need to apply with our investing dollars, yeah. our career, our relationships, our families, yes. our life. Uh, so, I want you to, as my next point around investing, is keep your own convictions and just own it. Like, don't be apologetic. The minute you're apologetic for your own convictions, provided you're not a scumbag POS who's taking advantage of people. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm, my own conviction is to be a slumlord and take advantage of people. No, I get stuffed. You're an idiot. But if you've got ethical, moral, you know, all that right convictions in your life, like your conviction, John, you've got a high conviction to buy property mm. as an investor. Mm. I mean- I think you need to chill out for 10 minutes, diversify. But your conviction is property because that's what you love and you own it. You tell me to get stuffed. Mm, bought one today. Oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> Filthy pig. <laughs> no, nah, uh, but no, you're right. And I think we can be guilty of trying to take someone else's conviction because it looks okay, but it actually doesn't apply to you. Absolutely. And finally, on the investing thing, because you've got your own convictions, because you understand risk, because you take on the ones you understand, because you do have a long-term focus and, yeah, this is long-term, I understand the risks for the long-term, it's my conviction, I would actually still say it's okay to cut your losses and pivot Mm. if it's not working. Mm. There's no shame in quitting something that isn't working. You've got to hear this, some of you out there, you're working at a job, you don't like it, you're working at a career, you don't like it, there is absolutely no 
shame for you to say, I don't like this. I want to change my career. Oh, but my parents would be so upset. Yeah. That's cute. They're not living your life. No. And they'll get over it. Yeah. They'll get over it because you'll be a happier person. You'll be able to provide more value into work if you're doing something you're passionate about. Yes. So, it's okay to cut your losses. I started a business. Three Over the last two years, I've started three kind of businesses. We walked down the road, put some money into the ideas and we decided, no, nah, dead duck, it's distraction, cut our losses, get the hell out of here. Like, that's totally okay because yeah. we've got convictions, we understand our risks and you need to get to the point where if it's a good idea or it's a good investment idea, yeah, sure, walk down the road. If it pays off or if it's all good, you do have a long-time focus but at the same time, it's totally okay to say, oh, Glenn, I, um, I started my investing last year. I bought zip pay shares. I bought five grand worth of zip pay shares. We know where that ended. So now I'm just selling that and I'm putting my money in the VDGR ETF, Vanguard Diversified Growth Fund, because I understand now that a balanced ETF with a variety of different underlying shares, I know that. I know I was buying zip pay for the long term because I thought I understood, but now it was a dead duck. So, mm, Good example. And then if someone says, oh, you shouldn't have done that, get stuffed. I'm doing this because I understand what I'm doing. I understand the risks. It's my money. You might have a good idea for me that I'll take on, but it's okay if you've got your own convictions. Yeah. And, and dropping the ego when you realize that mm. common sense says I, I need to sell or get out. Well, that was uh-huh. like the same thing when, you know, and I've changed as well. Like we allow Glenn James at Simo Interactive to follow less shiny objects. Like <laughs> yes. we did that My Millennial Coffee thing. Didn't really work out. <laughs> no. Uh, we just cut our losses, all right? Not doing it. Got to try it. Got to try it. Mm. It was a bit of fun. Um, all right. So, the fifth one and final mm. is remove the toxins from your bloodstream. Yeah. So, the ultimate toxin that can be running through your body in your bloodstream, it's envy and jealousy. It is toxic and it destroys you only. We're not envious. We're not jealous. We're flipping it. We're championing others. So, I love this. How do we flip it? Give me an example. It's practice. It's because remember, in the episode that we did with you last time, part one, we talked about moving out of childhood into teens, into adulthood. Mm -hmm. And as we grow older, you know, a child might be like, I want this, I want it now. Yeah. A child playing with toys, you know, I've seen it, you've seen it. There's a kid who's playing with a toy that's been sitting on the floor. There's two kids playing here. The one of them will walk up to it, start playing with it. All of a sudden, the other one wants it. Yeah. Like, it's almost yeah. like this. I had that real life example this morning on the way to school. Yeah, right. So, what we need to do, we need to first, if we go back to the acknowledging thing, we need to acknowledge that these things can be inside us. And whether it is your friends or family, pay rise, career, you might have been wanting to have a family for years and your friend just says, oh, we're pregnant, mm. weren't even trying. Yeah. What's your first reaction? You need to do an autopsy of your own reactions 
in a real-time thing. Yeah. So in that example, geez, I wish that was me. Mm. I'm now jealous of this person. You can wish it was you because you're only human, Mm. but don't get toxic with your thoughts. As soon as you start going, I can't believe it, they don't deserve it. I can't believe this. Like congratulate them, celebrate with them because there'll be parts of your life that they're wanting to be jealous. You know what I mean? So, Yeah. And thoughts lead to actions, don't Mm. they? So worse still is, well, okay, you've got those thoughts running through your head of they don't deserve it. So guess what? It actually comes out your mouth to someone else and that's double down on negativity. Yeah, so you really just have to like the risk stuff, just start to practice with your thoughts. Like it was like when... Remember we went to someone's house and it was a big estate. Yes. And I was and I said I was just like, "Oh, I'm so annoyed. I wish I had a big <laughs> 3 acre property." Yeah. Like and that was that I had to catch myself, didn't I? Mm. Like you did. the the truth is, if I actually wanted to make that happen in my own life, I could do it. Yeah. Yeah. But it was just that oh and that's the, okay. This is interesting because that there is actually not about the money. Because I could buy the three acre estate if I wanted to. Yeah. Like I could actually make it happen in my life. But the human nature jumped in, which is agnostic to the money side of it. I was like, oh, that sucks. Why do they have a big three-acre estate. Yeah, so... I want one. Yeah, but why? Why did you want that? Because someone else had it? No, because... Yeah, I don't know. And this is funny, like... Or did you maybe compare that person on a financial level? I don't know what it was, but maybe it was that thing where... Maybe, and this is why as we grow and get older and I'm processing this in real time, everyone... (laughs) It's almost like that when we talked about me at the library, when I instantly do something and commit to something, I'm thinking of Glenn who would have done it five years ago. Mm. So it's like this lag thing where I'm in this situation and I see these big properties like, oh, I'll never be able to have one of them. I'm th- My emotions and my mind is maybe lag 10 years because the reality is today I could if I wanted to. Yeah. Yeah, it's fascinating. And and, and you you shift that and get excited by it. That's right. So, oh, no, I actually could do that, you know, sell this house. And it motivates. Go over there. So, a lot of this, and I've joked before with the team, I'm like, we need to change the podcast name to not about the money because all this stuff's got nothing to do with the money. Mm. Yeah, no, and and it's the whole removing toxins is basically telling yourself a good story, isn't it? Well, the whole thing, like if you're jealous, if you're envious, it will eat you alive Mm. and the other person's enjoying their house. The other person's enjoying their new family. The other person's enjoying their pay rise. The other person's enjoying their new car. Yeah. The other person is enjoying their holiday to France. Mm. Uh, Very good. We have to totally know that if someone else has something... It doesn't mean you can't. And might you, not be tomorrow. Might not be the same day. 
And do you really want that in the first place? Yeah. And to be honest, it might not be ever. Mm. And are you okay with that? And does that make them happy? Mm. Because in a lot of cases, the answer to that is no. Mm. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Like, he's a he's a he's an interesting one. I'm watching this show right on Paramount Plus. It's it's pretty bad. It's so crap, but I love it. Put it on the background. It's called Blue Bloods. It's a cop show in America. Is it? It's so crap. So crap. Love it. And there's like three generations. There's like the the grandfather. There's the main guy. There's Frank, the commissioner. There's the daughter and then her daughter. So she has a great grandfather, mm-hmm. right? And I was thinking, oh, I'm old. I'll never be able to meet my great-grandchildren. Miss that boat? Yeah. That's gone. Can't turn back that no. clock. Can't go and So that stuff I can't change. And if I see people in other family situations like that, they would eat me alive if I wanted to meet my great-grandchildren. Mm. One, don't know if I can have kids myself. Mm. Haven't tried. Two, I'm too old. It's just a non-starter. Mm. But I can't let that eat me. No. And and changing the narrative to say, well, look what I've been able to do instead. Oh, you mean toxic positivity. <laughs> how oh, dare, how dare you. Piss off. But look, this episode's really compli- complimented my first one. It has. And that's mm. why I really wanted to, um, you know, we sometimes struggle with the when we both have these different thought things. Mm. And it was really good that John's things were kind of practical and tactical where mine are a little bit more airy-fairy, if you will. Uh, But let's just do a recap. Hygiene factors, acknowledge your own privilege, understand relative success, have a definition of what success is to you and be aware of your own mental health. You know, if something's not right, go and see a GP. It's all good. Be others-focused, help others, take them with you. We are only as strong as the weakest link. Don't do things at the expense of others. Have a generous heart and spirit. Can you work out a personal focus? Like... Have you got a rule that there's no such thing as can't? Can you learn to be agile in thinking? Test and learn with all the stuff that you're doing. Be intentional. Have some big macro goals. Will your human capital generate your wealth and your money? Or are you happy just to try and get wealthy from shares and other investments? It's all good. Choose. It's all good. This is just me. Run your personal finances like a startup business so you keep them agile Maybe you need to practice patience, persistence, perseverance. Investing, long-term focus, have a long game. Understand risk and take on the ones that you understand. And I think on that, one of them I talked about, I didn't write it down, I just was chatting about it like stop on a red, pause on an amber, shoot the lights out of a green, go for green, baby. Keep your own convictions. It's totally okay. Own it. It's totally cool to cut your losses and pivot. There's no shame in quitting something that isn't working. The only one looking out for me is me. So no one, like, if I've got to say something to a coworker, that's fine. They're going home tonight to watch maths or something. Like, they don't care. And remove toxins from your body and your bloodstream. Envy and jealousy doesn't fit here. Learn, practice. Is someone doing something? Check yourself. 
Is that creeping into areas of your life? You've got to celebrate with others, champion others and know if someone has something else, whether it's success, money, it usually doesn't mean you can't unless you're like me and you're old and you can't have great grandchildren. Any final thoughts, John? No, look, rounded out well. I think there's a lot of key takeaways there and and everyone applies everything in a different manner. Mm. So the whole taking one thing from it, awesome. If you've taken none from it, you probably won't listen again. No, it's um, been real. Thanks for coming. Shared a couple of your real personal thoughts today, so that Mm. that would be appreciated. Uh, There we go. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, You can hang out in the My Millennial Money Facebook group. You can catch John on the My Millennial Property Podcast. And next week, I've got Sim from Girls That Invest. And we're going to just dig into this tall poppy thing and read some of your responses from the Facebook group. Have a good life. Bye. Bye. We acknowledge the dark and young people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits and pay respect to their elders past and present. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. My Millennial Money supports A21, a charity focused on abolishing slavery and human trafficking all over the world. Check out a21.org.au for more info. If you would like some other giving options or if you're unsure about which charity you can support, head to thelifeyoucansave.org.au. This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive, Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, is an authorized representative of Money Sherpa, Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services license 451289. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 